Are you ready to prioritize your health? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, certified life coach and founder of the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. This show is for you if you're a woman of color and feel you could be healthier. We will talk about how to maximize the health of your body, communicate what matters most, and connect more deeply with ourselves and others, and have more energy to continue building the career and life you desire, reaching your life and health goals by working smarter, not harder, is possible. Your journey to better health starts right here. Hello, and welcome back to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, your host, certified professional life coach from New York University and creator of the Seasonal Sisters Healthy Habits Collective for Black women who are ready to prioritize health. Today is a solo episode, and this episode is on how to communicate what matters most in your life through your words and your actions. Now, you may have heard it said that you can tell what really matters to people by looking at number one, their calendar, and number two, their bank account. And that may be true for you. It may or may not. That is a fun way to kind of say to yourself, hey, what am I doing? How am I spending my time? What am I spending my money on? Are those important to me? Because when we think about our health and prioritizing health, sometimes it may mean spending time doing less of one thing and more of another that is a healthier habit. It may mean spending a little bit more money on something and a little less money on something else. Let's get into it. I'd like to start today with a quote from a published author of many books, Sharon Salzberg. Sharon Salzberg is credited with bringing loving kindness meditation to the masses. And if you're in my coaching group, you know I use loving kindness meditation and I learned this tool from her and have used it since I learned it, which has been some some words on to a decade now. But her quote begins by saying, Wherever the responsibility lies, shame creates a solid and terrible feeling of unworthiness that resides in our bodies, the storehouse of the memories of our acts, real or imagined, and the secrets that we keep about them. Today, we're not going to dive deep into shame because we've all got a little bit. You know, I've got some plus my share. We're, all, we're going to be talking about health and what you want to do to be healthy and how you can feel good about the fact that it is your responsibility to take care of the golden temple that your body is and begin small, not too big, because that is a part of how we spend our time. Sometimes we go way too big in how we begin. So we're going to dive into how we get caught into thought 
groups that are not constructing our bodies and actions in alignment with our health goals. In my weekly coaching group, I asked everyone to complete a food journal for at least a week. That is simply writing down what you eat every day, all day. Now, I don't ask people to do something that I haven't done and learned from it and thought it was valuable. Many of the women in the group want to lose a few pounds. And food journaling has been shown in many studies to help you lose weight and keep the weight off. What I learned, I shared what I learned from my journal, my food journal with our group. And I, from my food journaling, I learned that I eat when I'm bored while driving and I eat when I am too hungry in the evenings before I'm cooking. And I shared this with my group so that they would understand that everybody has places where they are not being mindful prepared and consistent with adding healthy habits. So as a result of that food journal, I prepared myself during my drives during the day with healthier snacks. I bring a couple of apples, maybe a tangerine during the day. And I also, when I get home from work and I'm going to cook, I have a healthy snack there. I like grapes when I cook. Concord grapes right now are in season. But also what it shared with me, my food journal, is that I wasn't eating enough during the day so that I was so hungry that I was grabbing everything in sight at home. Now, now that, that, that just says, hey, you can make some changes and be more consistent. Getting back to what we're talking about today, it was easy for me to make those changes because I could see from the food journal that what I was doing was inconsistent with my values. I made some changes, not saying that I'm 100% perfect every day, but I am doing that differently. I buy extra apples and grapes and tangerines, so I have them to snack during the week. And asking you if you want to lose a few pounds, start food journaling seriously and see where your mindless eating is coming in and check in with yourself. Many people did the food journal in my coaching group. They might've done it for one day. They might've done it for a half a day. And I recognize that the food journal is not fun. But it's not a gotcha moment. It's a moment where you can see if what you're doing is in alignment with your values. And quite frankly, it's much easier to be mindful of your choices than it is to restrict. Restriction is painful. I, I have not restricted myself in any way. I just am prepared for what is important to me throughout my week. Restriction may be necessary, though, at times. You know, you may be in a situation 
Maybe you have some type of diet where you have to be restricted in what you eat. And that's okay too, because there are many ways to find diets for every restriction that are very tasty. Reach out to me if you need some help with that. But listen here, I'm glad that you're listening to the podcast because I know that prioritizing health is important to you. And one question that I learned from interviewing Coach Adrian a few weeks ago is that you can ask yourself, is this healthy? Is taking this action healthy for me? Is this food healthy for me? Is this group of people healthy for me? Is this travel healthy for me? Like Sharon said in her quote, your actions can make you feel unworthy, like you can't trust yourself. They can make you feel unworthy, end of quote. And that unworthiness, when you act, can make you feel like you can't trust yourself to care for yourself. And I am here to tell you that you can trust yourself. This unworthy feeling can get into your body and it can mess with your mind as well. When you think about it, that whole thing can get you into thought loops and that that can make you feel terrible. I mean, I remember one year, it was a few years ago that I interviewed for a job in a training department with one of the companies that I had worked with. I had worked with and did all the things. I used the STAR method. I leaned forward. I repeated the question skillfully. I, you know, matched the question with my expertise. Plus, I was a consistent top performer in this company. The feedback that I received just made me cry. It made me feel so unworthy. And even when I think about it today, I have to catch myself because it takes me down a road that that I don't want to go. And I see this in my coaching groups and with the private clients that I have when we start talking about food we eat, how much we exercise, the relationships that we have with people, how they make us feel, the connections that that we have, and how we're communicating what matters most through our words and our deeds. And, And it takes people down a dark road because they've been there before. Just like I can get taken down a dark road when I start thinking about that interview. Now, thankfully, I know how to catch myself before I get into that negative thought loop. And that's what we're talking about today. Being mindful of when you are getting out of alignment with something that matters most for you. And I see it happens a lot with women in my group and in general when they say yes to more things than their time for in a day. And only leave time for a drive-through for dinner, or a drive—not even a drive-through, but a Uber Eats or a DoorDash dinner, which is double the price. So I want you to catch yourself before negative thoughts get in, and choose 
to do health the way you want to do it. And a couple of things come to mind. When you start thinking that you can't do that healthy thing, I want you to take a walk, grab a water, take five deep breaths, or as I do, Google loving kindness meditation and say those words to yourselves. Because literally the cost of not catching yourself and going down that road is too high. And for that, I can tell you that I have been going down that rabbit hole for very long is, can make you feel that you can't get out of it, that you can't be that vibrant person that you want to be, whether it's you want to lose a few pounds, whether it's the relationships that you have have not gone the way you've liked or whether you just can't get your life in alignment with what you really want. You know, at the time of this recording, I am 55 and I love sports. So I'll do a sports analogy for you. If you are moving through life and you are noting your successes and failures with someone else's scorecard, it's time to switch it up. Because health matters to you because you're on this podcast and being mindful of what you put in your body, the words that you use to describe your actions and the people that you are connecting with is too important. What my pet peeve is when I'm out with people and I hear them say, oh, I'm being bad today for eating something because that is, to me, a very destructive word, and it's a very destructive thought. And if you're being bad today, that means you are treating yourself badly. And that treating yourself badly can snowball into continued bad treatment. And I'd like for you to think about a reframe, maybe communicate what matters most. If you go to Chick-fil-A and that's not something you want to do, the next, the way to say that instead of saying it's bad is, I had to choose Chick-fil-A today. I'm not going to choose Chick-fil-A tomorrow because I'm going to go and purchase some chicken breast and bake them at home and have them ready for the week. Next time, it's, it's a different paradigm. And it feels a lot better in the body. And if you need help with that, please schedule a 30-minute discovery session with me. I can help you work through this so that you can get prepared for next time with dis delicious recipes that are easy to cook at home and that, that, you, that you'll be able to do so that next time you're not sh sharing that story. In the seasonal sisters world, it is very important to experiment with new strategies. And if you are so inclined, experiment with the food journal. It's a way that you can care for yourself. Experiment with a new food. It's a way that you can care for yourself. 
What I notice is that not experimenting and being caught in in a one way of thinking and eating is is hurting people. And I would like all of us as we go into the holiday season to be compassionate with ourselves. We're probably all going to have our favorite foods and I would like not for you not to cut those things out and restrict yourself. I would ask that you add on some healthy habits. Maybe the healthy habit you add on is walking 30 minutes a day. Maybe the healthy habit you add on is drinking more water a day. Maybe the healthy habit you add on is taking some deep breaths and maybe doing box breathing or straw breathing. Maybe the healthy habit you add on is resting. Maybe the healthy habit you add is eating more seasonal foods in a way that they're prepared that are more healthy for you. These five tools when you add them on to what you're doing, you will feel better. Now, before I end this episode, I always like to have a mindful moment where I share one fact, one tip, and, you know, a little bit of a recipe for healthy living. And today's fact is that African-American women who are obese, which many of us are, I am overweight on these on the BMI scale, 41% of us are more likely than our similar counterparts to be depressed, according to research published by the Centers for Disease Control. So let me say that again. African-American women who are obese are 41% more likely than similar counterparts to be depressed. And this is research published by the CDC. So why am I talking about this today? We're in the fall season, and in the fall, if you're in the Northeast, a lot of the times the weather changes, the time changes, and it gets very dark, and people get depressed with that darkness, with that lack of light. And I want to share with you that you can use foods to lift your mood. And that's the tip today. The tip today is that you can use a variety of foods. When you vary your your diet, when you're eating protein, when you're eating foods with high fiber, when you're eating foods with with vegetables, when that diet is varied, you have less, you can improve your mood. That is what the book we're reading in the Seasonal Sisters Healthy Habits Collective is about this season. It is Your Brain and Food by Dr. Uma Naidu. And what I can share with you that is the recipe for healthy living is have a colorful diet. Maybe you don't know 
how to have a colorful diet. But when you go to the supermarket, choose foods that are colorful. Grab that orange pepper. Grab that red pepper. Grab that green pepper. Slice them up. Make your chicken. Maybe put it in a wrap with some purple cabbage. And you've got a, a, a wrap that's got, maybe you might want to add some spring greens in that too. So now you've got a wrap that has a good source of protein, lean chicken. You've got some green spring vegetables. You've got a couple of colors of peppers in there. And you've got some purple cabbage. This is an easy way to vary your diet and add colors in it. It is not complicated, but the more variety of colors we have in our diet, it helps to lift our mood. And if you're thinking about communicating what matters most in your life, if you made it to this side of the podcast, I know that prioritizing health is important to you. My hope for you is that during this season where it's getting darker and we're getting ready to move into the holidays, that you will add healthy habits that communicate what matters most to you in your life. And just to recap, these are five easy ones, right? You can eat seasonal foods that are colorful. You can drink water. You can go to bed a little earlier. You can do some deep breathing and you can move your body some kind of way, maybe walking. I thank you for listening to the podcast and the links to everything you need will be in the show notes. If something has struck you, please, by all means, reach out for a discovery session. I am looking forward to talking to you, getting to know you, and helping you to be a little healthier each day. Have a great day. And I'll see you right back here next week at the Seasonal Sisters Podcast. That's it for this week's episode of the Seasonal Sisters Podcast. If something made you think of your sister, aunt, niece, or friend, please share this episode. For more information on seasonal coaching programs, follow me on Instagram at The Real Janice Saunders and follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Janice Saunders, wishing you a sweet week filled with nourishing things to keep you happy and healthy. See you next week.